When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, what have you brought for us today? Oh, well, we're going to start with a little SAG Award news. I know. So, Helen Mirren has been selected as the next SAG Lifetime Achievement Award winner during next year's Screen Actors Guild Awards. And this is SAG AFTRA's highest honor. And uh, it's going to be back after taking a little spell after COVID-19. I got to say, I'm kind of surprised. We were hoping Barbara Streisand. But I'm kind of surprised because the Screen Actor Guild usually nominates somebody that isn't really acting anymore. And Helen Mirren is acting her face off. We've Mm -hmm. seen her on the red because she gets nominated quite a bit. Well, interestingly enough, I think that probably that speaks to the fact that actors are acting much longer than they used to. Somebody like Helen Mirren is still having a very hot and contemporary career in a way that other people but just usually didn't. every uh, every other sad yeah. actor that we've seen i mean not morgan i mean there's been a few exceptions right. but a lot of them are really and it's not that they're that much i guess a lot of them have been in their 80s yeah they've been in their 80s she feels young Mm-hmm. And we feel bitter. It's not Barbara. We are. Why were you <laughs> guys we hoping her. it was Barbara? Because, because she doesn't act that much anymore. Mm-hmm. And we but wanted her, to meet her. Her Yeah, her impact. I mean, I just feel like she's 80 almost. Yeah. Well, you'll have to wait till next year. Then. And we've met we Helen Mirren. Then. Yeah, I know. it. Oh, so jaded over I, there. I, I know. Met Helen I know. Mirren. But she's delightful. And yeah, <laughs> I just. Stripper shoes underneath. I, I, I don't, guess it surprised me because she did. acts all the time. Yep. And most mostly there seem to be people that don't act as. Anymore that anymore. would be an American, I guess, kind of. I don't know why. I'm. I'm just saying that. Think, Does that sound stupid? But I'm thinking well, of yeah, a Screen Actors Guild Award, a SAG card. You have well, to have any. You can be from any country. Well, I know, but I just feel like the most of them. I know. I whatever. Well, Helen Mirren is going to accept her lifetime achievement award. Lori's saying, Julia, that was the dumbest comment out of your mouth, and I, I would agree. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that one, sister. So that's going to be happening Sunday, <laughs> February 27th, from the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica. The screen yes, actors. Yes, yes, that's they're that's, not at the shrine. No, yeah. that's the new place that they're doing things because they have all the outdoor air. Yeah, doing it at the airplane hangar in Santa Monica. Santa okay. Monica, it's you nice. can see Lori. All right, you're close to the beach. You're close to like you know Brentwood and all those places over on the west side. Bigger red carpet, more room for people. Exactly, and fresh air. Yeah, maybe someone will parachute in. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't know. Right. That be just shocked me. That just shocked me. <laughs>
<laughs> you were stunned I did in not. the silence. Yeah, I was. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Well, hey, remember that the Oscars used to happen uh, a lot at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium. So it's happened there before. Okay. Uh, somebody that's probably going to be at the SAG Awards and all the awards show being the Ricardos. That movie's going to get nominated for something. And Lucille Ball's daughter told Aaron Sorkin to take the gloves off off in the way that he handled her mother Lucille Ball in this screenplay. So she's talking to the Hollywood Reporter and Aaron Sorkin is too. He said that she excuse me, Aaron Sorkin had lunch with Lucille Ball's children, Lucy Arnaz and Desi Arnaz Jr. before shooting being the Ricardos. Aaron Sorkin says we had lunch and Lucy said to me, I know my mother wasn't an easy woman. Take the gloves off. You can go for it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in this movie, he's just taking a, a look at a little slice of life. From the trailer, it seems that they're going to go into the FBI investigating Lucille Ball, possibly uh, for being a member of the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. It was the 1950s, and mm-hmm. uh, people didn't like that kind of affiliation, or at least certain people didn't like that kind of affiliation. So, I don't even, I don't even remember this being part of Lucy's history. Well, there probably was a reason why they were really talking about it, but Mm -hmm. Lucy did have, she was a card-carrying member of the Communist Party. And so, I think they're going to look into that a little bit, kind of the things that were happening in the 1950s. Speaking of award shows, Kristen uh, Stewart is getting a lot of talk for playing Princess Diana in the movie Spencer, and she says about winning an Oscar, I don't give a bleep. (laughs) Good for her. I believe her, but uh, I don't know. Well, it, it's, that's uh, like we what we said about winning in Marconi. Yeah. All those years we lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kristen Stewart tells Variety that Oscars are such a funny thing that there's so many incredible movies and performances that barely get seen. So it definitely says something about where we're at as, as a cumulative presence, she said, what we're looking at and what we care about. This is a very good way to do your Oscar, um, you know, campaign early. Right I don't now. really care. This is a tried and true thing. To give a lot of interviews for your performance and say, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I she's campaigning for it. Oh, she's campaigning for it by kind of not campaigning yeah, for right. it. Because it's, been, it's not a big deal. Yeah. NBD, not a big deal. So you have Kristen Stewart on one hand, who's kind of treating her Oscar race in a way that it's like, well, it's not a big deal, but I, I kind of have to go out there and campaign for this movie anyways. And then on the other hand, you have Lady Gaga doing all her press for House of Gucci. I mean, just throw an Oscar right to her because she's campaigning hard. She's even saying that she ate a lot of pasta to prepare for her role in House of Gucci. And she was hospitalized. Didn't we hear something about that today? And do not forget Aretha Franklin's Jennifer Hudson. Larry doesn't want us to forget that. No, I mean, that was a powerhouse performance, man. No, it'll be interesting to see if the studio... It's going to do an Oscar campaign for Jennifer Hudson because right now that performance, it was released in August in the Aretha Franklin biopic. It's kind of being lost in the conversation. It is. That's why I bring it up. Yeah. So you need to do marketing for Jennifer Hudson and for the Aretha Franklin biopic to get her back into the into the minds and thoughts and minds. A lot of of biopics for possible Oscar talks. King Richard that opens tomorrow with Will Smith. People are saying that he's amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, Lucille Ball, you know, that would and Nicole Kidman. I mean, it's all bio. It's a lot of biopics. Yeah. You know, that's the thing with the Oscars is that I would say probably for the past 20 plus years, it's almost like the Oscars become best 
imitation of somebody. Mm-hmm. My personal theory on that, the reason why the Oscars and award seasons like to give out performances of people who actually existed in real life is because you, the audience, have a barometer to measure that performance by. Yeah. And you can be like, oh, okay, was this person skillful at that? Were they not? How did this look? How mm-hmm. did this feel? All that kind of thing. So it's easy for the mind to interpret. Yeah. That's just yeah. my personal yeah. theory. That's good theory. Uh, Meghan Markle was on Ellen Today. Yes. Doing pranks. <laughs> Getting funny. The British press are going to lose their money. Oh, I already heard that. Yeah. Yeah, they already have. Oh, believe me. It's very much been beneath Meghan Markle to be doing stunts on daytime television with Ellen DeGeneres. The headline saying that her performance in that skit was, quote, toe curling. That says the Daily Mail. Oh, well, that's where she goes up to street vendors and Ellen whispers in her ear. She's done it to other people. Say this, do that, right. talk like a chipmunk. Say my boo loves hot sauce. Mommy wants some heat. She feeds her all the lines. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, Meghan Markle. Good actor. Yeah. Hang on. All right, that's the dirt today. Okay, before we get to the theory, I have a theory. People are listening to us from Carpenter Heaven. We were just talking about, you know, the carpenters and close to you and how just by starting it out with those chords, you know, made the carpenters have their first hit after so many people had already recorded close to you. Well, tonight... Tonight through Saturday night at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, Amy Lee and the superstars are performing the quintessential Karen Carpenter music, backed by 12 musicians, backup singers, perfectly recreating all these hits. This I think would be, they do this like once or twice a year, and I know oh, Donnie Love has gone to it and just oh, said it's amazing. Oh, how lucky. For, people, this would be a show-stopping thing to go see. So tonight... At 8 o'clock tomorrow night and Saturday night if you're wanting to do something different and fun. Okay, back Uh, to you and your theories. All right, well, here's the theory. Um, Lori took two sleeping Benadryls. No, I didn't, (laughs) but they are kind of, I'm feeling woozy for some reason. But here, I'm going to get through this. Julia, here's the deal. I have a personal theory. Eventually, everybody will cheat on their partner financially. Oh. Oh, Well, (laughs) Good Lord. Hiding an expense here or there. So 43% of people in a new CNBC poll said, yes, they have practiced financial deception. By leaving the shopping bag in the trunk of the car, by getting the Amazon packages delivered at work. Yeah. um, I'm just trying to think of other things by, um, you know, taking a little bit out of their paycheck and putting it in that other account. Financial infidelity. Well, it's a big deal. I think this would be really, if you were with someone who had a spending problem, this would be scarier than crap. Well, this is the number one thing people get break up over is money. Money. Mm -hmm. I would be so pissed. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yes. If you're saving and you think you're in agreement and then someone's siphoning money out the other end, I would die. Well, sometimes people... They're called children. Sometimes people... (laughs) You know... Sometimes people what? Lori? We'll take out a line of credit without telling somebody, and soon it's a $6,000 line of credit. And then, you know, like you're... I mean, people... It happens to people. Yep. And you're going to have to confess. And I'm going to tell you how you confess, and it's going to work. Because this happened to someone we know very near and dear to our heart. And it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a problem... And I need your help. That's how you confess. That's the intro This is our intro line. I've used that intro line in my life. This is the intro (laughs) line to when you really 
have something big. Because you don't want to say, I've got something to tell Hell you. you. No. no, no, Because right away the person is alerted. This is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be, you know, a punch. I, you know, they think you're going to confess an affair. No, this is the greatest yeah. line. I have a Very problem good. and I need your help. It puts the other person at ease. Oh, how can I help you? That's yeah. right. And then you're at a different, you can approach it completely differently. Right. Okay. So We're financial more, infidelity. That's right. It happens. How, what's the percentage? 43% of people admit that they've committed a financial infidelity or deception, as it were. And it just depends on how big it is. That's some could correct. be $20. Right. You know, some could be nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. This would be an uncomfortable situation. Now, This is a theory and a duh, but I'm glad that researchers from the Institute of Neuroscience and Physiology at the University of Jotunberg. Jotunberg. I dated a a boy from Jotunberg. It looks like Gothenburg, but if it's Jotunberg, Mm -hmm. if you were to do the Swedish. Anyway, they wanted to find out what the hell is happening to people who go up into space. What is happening to their bodies, to their brains? Well, guess what? Too much time and space may damage your brain. Oh. Another reason why we aren't going to Mars. Okay, so they (laughs) they assessed five astronauts who went up into the International Space Station for six months. So they did the blood samples before they left for the space station. And then the blood samples after they came back. And they got blood one day after returning, one week after returning, and then one month after returning. Well, guess what they found out? What? They found out that just like uh, the the decreased gravitational pull of space makes people lose muscle, bone mass, uh, you get back pain from being in space. You even have vision issues when you return to Earth. Another reason not to be an astronaut, right? We've been looking for reasons because it could be a career change for us. Yeah, and they found all these uh, brain experiences protein that indicates trauma. Well, you can't imagine traveling at all those G's and, you know, please. Yeah. Grant, did you ever want to be an astronaut? No, no, never once. Mm -mm. Never crossed my mind. All right. Well, this is this is telling us something. Yeah. Yep. They, All right, there you go. They we've known it. We had the theory it can't be good for you. Now no, that theory been has been confirmed. I'm too claustrophobic for a little confined space like that. Oh when yeah, I'd go insane. But if you have Apple Plus, please watch for All Mankind. For All Mankind. That is an amazing show. Re- yeah. I d- I didn't get it. I didn't glob onto it. Maybe I need to revisit it. Yeah, you should. I just don't have time right yeah, now. Yeah, that's too fine. Many shows. Okay, now here's a theory. Uh, calming influence watching adults manage anger helps toddlers regulate their emotions. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But uh, anyway, yeah, they said uh, they did several studies. This was uh, published in Southwest Newswire Service. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Southwest Journal. No, no. Okay. Anyway, they did look at 94 two-year-olds between uh, wow. March of 2018 and January of 2020. Half were girls, half were boys. And after playing with their parents, the children entered two waiting situations for a treat. However, the wait was designed to uh, give them bad feelings, okay. especially frustration. 
So they had to watch while the experimenter played with toys to distract themselves while waiting for their reward. In the other group, children saw the experimenter just calmly wait without a distraction. And the kids that, you know, they notice and mimic calm behavior. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. So sometimes, if nothing else, um, if you're having that moment... (laughs) You too could sit down in the aisle of four, <laughs> lane four at the grocery Thanks. store and just start wailing with your fists on the floor. I want the tomato soup. Your kid will be shocked. <laughs> yeah. They will stop whatever they're doing. I would think they would. I so, would think they would. That's just my in public tip. But at home, apparently, yeah, we're calm. The calmer, the better. The kids will. Yeah. All right. Oh, I've picked up some of my dad's freak out moves for sure. I still find myself when I'm frustrated being, you know, saying yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. And I'm like, I got my remember seeing him. Not that my dad was bad, but you yeah, know, you yeah. mimic what you see, you know. That's mm-hmm. right. More good news for the nappers. They've done yet their one millionth study on napping, napping. and have found, yes, indeedy. Boosting the motor skills and the memory. Maybe the astronauts need to sleep more in space. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yes, even even if you just take a 90-minute nap, it will refresh your motor skills and memory. 90-minute nap? How do you go to bed at night? That yeah, is like an no. hour. That's a long nap. I don't well, wake up at past a half hour. It's out. <laughs> um, well... I don't know why these people are napping so long. I don't either. Maybe when you're older and you have more time to nap, yep. and because you don't sleep at night, because you get up so much to pee. Yeah, the the power (laughs) nap of 90 minutes will do you well, and you shouldn't feel one bit bad about dozing to wheel of fortune. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Little golf, maybe you yeah, know. Right, it is. it's hell. It's helping people. So, go yeah. forth and nap, is what I say about that. And then my the last theory um, that we have for you today, yes, is well. Let's go with this one. Having deep conversations with strangers can improve your well being. <laughs> so oh. if you find yourself confiding. It's funny how mm-hmm. people will confide in you that you don't even know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it is a thing. It's more enjoyable than people think. Now, this was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. Uh, just so you know, I didn't just exclusively use the Southwest, Southwest, Southwest. News Service Okay, today. thank you, Lori. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Because do strangers really like hearing your deep thoughts and... Uh, and it turns out that, yes, it does. Connecting with people makes people happier, yet people are also reluctant to engage in deeper and more meaningful in conversations. So if connecting with others increases well-being, then why aren't people doing it more often? Because no. because we have been told to stay six feet apart from everybody for the last 18 months, and we don't talk to the person sitting next to us on the plane anymore because you don't want their germs. Right. Well. We've been antisocial, Laurie. We by, have. Well, as the pandemic wanes and yes. we get back to talking to each yes. other, being aware that others like meaningful conversation might lead you to spend less time and how do you like this weather talk and have more pleasant interactions as a result fantastic thank you honey those were those were good yeah
theories today. All right, very good. Listen, we'll be right back. <laughs> That's a little shonen knife Japanese girl group covering the Carpenters on top of the world. From the Shredding 90s. Their guitars. Oh, they played at First Avenue. Lori, you know, you gave me the CD because we were like talking about how much we love the Carpenters back in the day. And I'm like, what is this crap? But there it is. Punk rock. (laughs) Carpenters. Delivered. Okay. So a couple things happening tonight. Watch what happens live. Dwayne Wade is on with um, I'm on. Am I saying her name right? Yeah. Uh, So she is on the cover of People this week and she was married to David Bowie. She's the famous model. And... um. It's been, I don't know how long since David Bowie died. He died in January 16th, so five years. He died the same, he died like in January of the same year Prince did. No, Prince died in 2014. I'm pretty sure David Bowie died in 2016. I thought they died all in the same year. You might Prince be wrong. Died. You yeah. might be wrong, but you might be right. You might be wrong. It's a, a Billy Joel song. You might be right. January um, of 2016 was David Bowie. Yeah, and I think Prince was April of 2014. Yeah, it was in April. I know no, it was, it was in 2016. Spring. They died in the same year, Julia. Bowie died in January. It was a whole, 2016. Yep, it there was. were a lot was of it deaths. 2016? April 21st yes. of 2016. Wow, yeah. I was thinking it was longer. I was in Vegas that day, and everything was purple. Yeah. The entire city, mm-hmm. every cab I got into when we're like, hey, we're from Minnesota, yeah. everybody was just, yeah. it was it, crazy. The whole world. Yeah, yeah. It was nuts. No, it was only 2016. Wow. Don't argue with me when it comes to musical facts right, sometimes. Fine, girls. Fine, Especially because fine. they did both die. Like we, It seemed like 2016, there was this whole... The like, e- who else? Somebody from the Eagles died in 2016? Maybe Glenn. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Frey. Yeah, Frey. I think so. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there's that. There's that. That's there's a real that. buzzkill. How about Pink breaking her hip? She does not strike me. I'm shocked that this woman broke her hip. Well. She spends more time up in the air than does, anybody. She does. Than she, she does on the ground. But, but she does those acrobats and everything, Lori, where you spread your legs out and wide No, and maybe flip. she slipped at the store. Yeah, she's, she broke her hip. She did break her I hip. Know. Oh. I know. Well, anywho. I just always want to know how people break their hip and so young. But a lot of people I know are getting replacement hips. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to get one soon. Yeah. Are you? You're going to yeah. get She's one. She's only 42. I, right. So you don't hear a 42 year old's like falling and breaking their hips. That's... No, you don't. Because that used to be the kiss of death. You, you would always be a sign. Yep. It's ending is when your loved one, older senior person would die, fall and break their hip. It was yeah. kind of like the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so she did it. All right. And so she didn't tell us how in her Instagram post. No, I didn't see she it. She said it was a brutal recovery. You All know? right. Brutal, but she doesn't tell us the one key thing we want to know. How the hell did you break your hip, Pink? Sex. (laughs) Interesting sex moves. You know, it's um, give to the max day in the Twin Cities today and everywhere. But in Minnesota, if you are looking to make a donation today, because a lot of people want to make charitable donations by the end of the year, we would love it if you donated to our... Our just beloved senior rock and roll group, Alive and Kickin', and you can just go to My Talk 1071 and right in the front carousel, it'll say Give to the Max. You just click on that and you can donate. And right it's there. a donation match day. So, like, yeah. whatever you're donating is getting doubled. Yeah, basically. which is awesome. Whatever it is. So which is awesome. Cool with all the matches. Yeah, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, so other things that are happening, Loreen? Well, uh, it's interesting that um, Martin Scorsese is doing the Grateful Dead biopic, but then not really because, I mean, he we know he likes his rockers. He gave us the last waltz. Right. So as soon as he's done editing um, the Killers of the, the Flower flowers, Osage, no, Killers of the, the Flower Moon, moon. and that's going to be on Apple Oh, it is. Yeah, and um, is it a series, Laurie, or a movie? It's a movie. Okay, Killer Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, but it might it might have a theater release at the same time. But that is where it will stream. Okay, he's going to be working on the Grateful Dead project, and the two scriptwriters are the two guys who did the script for the People versus O.J. Simpson American Crime oh, Story, which was, was so, so good. good. And all of the Grateful Dead surviving band members are on board with this biopic. Awesome. As well as Jerry Garcia's daughter. Awesome. And the man who's going to play Jerry Garcia is? Jonah Hill. He does not want to hear two-time Oscar nominee. He wants to hear Oscar winner Jonah Hill. Yeah. And he doesn't want... he's looking for And he doesn't want you to make one comment about his weight. Never. yeah. Never. He's getting a little... But it's confidence. I like it. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, he, that's what he's looking for, and we don't know any other casting, but, um, you and know, he is going to have to find five actors who haven't completely frozen their face with Botox to do a 60s, 70s <laughs> biopic. Right. But for men, I, I don't know. That- oh, no, Julie, there are people, my gosh, are you kidding me? Brad gets a little Botox but here he, and there. Yeah, but he still looks like yeah. he's aging. He, yes, I he know. He hasn't done his eyelids. Yeah. Well, he hasn't done the brow lift. Please, Marty's cast Brad Pitt. You know? I want Brad Pitt to do a romantic movie. Oh, Julia, he's Just not for going a to. Second. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to. Just for a second. When are those two ever going to get divorced? Yeah. Um, Let's predict 2023. When, when the kids are when, out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. Which they don't even go to. This are like 16. Yeah. yeah. And there's so. no decisions to be made. Exactly. <laughs> Three more years. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Mm-hmm. This, wow. Is, this is interesting. Sorry to interrupt. Remember, yeah. we were talking about deaths in 2016. So David Bowie was January 10th of 2016. Okay. Glenn Fry was eight days later, January 18th of 2016. And then don't forget, George Michael died on Christmas Day yes, of 2016. Into and then the Prince day. in April. And Prince is in April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a, that 2016, I remember when those two, when Glenn and David Bowie went down, we were like, like, oh, how could we start the year like this? I, I know it. That's, and didn't what Tom Petty, babes we were. When did Tom Petty die? I feel like he was 2017. I feel like he was shortly thereafter. Yeah. Uh, Tom Petty died in 2017, October yeah. uh, yeah. October, se- October 2nd. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's there's the... A little sad ending. The death, death ride. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.